0: Hi and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability. I'm Mike and I am here with our resident yummist, yes Nick. Resident Yummist? <laughs> what is that? Well, I mean it's like a scientist, but for yummy food. Oh, oh, Mike, that's called a chef, a cook. Oh, my word is so much cooler. Yummist. I, I don't
1: know. I, I don't I, I like it's so when you say yummist, I think of some kind of cross-section between Friar Tuck for Rabbit Hood and a Buddhist. <laughs> it's like a half naked bald guy that's holding a like a jug of wine and like a loaf of bread
0: i'm gonna have to take the first part of this video and just put that just that part out for everybody because your face because you were like doing something while i was starting the show and as soon as i said that you like slowly peeked back into frame like what in the heck are you talking about
1: yeah no and that's pretty much what my brain did i don't know my brain said heck it might use more you know a little bit more vulgar words but yeah. No, I'm sketching a gnome. Actually, sh- I'm shading a gnome's beard right now.
0: You are? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In case anybody's wondering, a lot of times while we're sitting here doing these shows, mm-hmm. Nick is multi-switching between the show and whatever art project he is using to calm his brain.
1: I don't know if I would say calm my brain, but yeah. So generally, I don't know if I'd call it art. I like to doodle and draw, and it gives. sometimes it gives me peace of mind. It, uh, it allows me to... Uh, it's kind of like a fidget thing where it, it gives me something to... It gives me a baseline of stimulation for my brain. This is going to, I'm going to sound crazy when I say this aloud, but I, I struggle with, with single forms of stimulation. I get very bored very quickly. It, it's strange because like I can watch a movie and I'm fine, but it's like I almost require auditory or audio and visual and, and physical all at one time to really to stay occupied, to stay really into something. I get bored with ga- games. I used to like, when I was younger, I used to like like brain teasing games and now they're just easy, so I don't do them. I used to like Sudoku, Sudoku, and stuff like that, and they're easy. And I know that they're easy for a lot of people. I just they bore me. And so when we have these conversations, it can be the greatest conversation of the world. But if it doesn't like light a fire in my soul and like provoke a strong emotional response, I have to find something to let my brain wander when you're when you're talking. Because while I am listening, I uh, I don't always have a lot to contribute on some of these topics. I so think needs- you
0: contribute just fine. Yeah, to my art book. (laughs) (laughs) Sketchbook. Sketchbook. Well, this week, we we have to start sliding into the holidays. Because of our schedule, we missed Thanksgiving. Even though you cooked for ours at our free Thanksgiving dinner for the community here, uh, we weren't able to get on a show and do the Nick's Unsustainable Thanksgiving. So we need to start working our way back into some of the holiday stuff. And this is not your unsustainable Christmas that is yet to come. This is just looking at some of the alternatives for some of the actions we do during Christmas like Christmas trees and things of that nature.
1: Well before we step into that I do want to I want to touch on a couple of things for Thanksgiving. Um when when we've talked about unsustainable holidays other than contributing to the huge amount of food waste in this country Thanksgiving seems to be the, the least wasteful and, and harmful to the environment in terms of plastic products and mainly because to be inherently honest, no one really cares about it. People care about food. Older folks like to get together with their family, but there's not like humongous aisles of candies and costumes and cards and all this stuff that are dedicated to you know keeping this holiday thriving. It's pretty much food. It's mostly food. It's get together, eat a turkey, and go to sleep. And if you're a Lions fan, go to sleep disappointed.
0: Hey, um, we were almost not
1: disappointed. Late, in all inherent fairness, they played a great game and they really tried to get that one. Like it was a nice game. <laughs> um, I actually watched the whole thing. For me, it's strange. I'm not much of a football person, but it was, it was, it was nice to watch them give it a shot and to play well and not have five bajillion penalties. But well, I, th- yeah. I
0: think in Thanksgiving we might be surprised by the amount of decorations and decor. But I guess we're going to wait till next year to really flush it out and find out. I mean, I flushed it out the next day, but... Not that flush. Okay. So so what are some of the things that we can do during the Christmas holiday to help try to minimize our carbon footprint? One of the things that we've talked about in the past, and we're going to talk about here real quick, because it has been expanded a little bit, is the Christmas tree. A lot of people go out, cut down a live tree, put that tree in their house, and create a brand new fire hazard for their living room. There is people like myself who go out and I bought a used artificial tree and that's what we've been using ever since. And then of course, buying artificial or, or so on or so forth. I look like I spurred a thought there, Nick. What was it?
1: Uh, well, you, uh, I want to push back on the very first thing you said. I don't actually think having a, uh, a real pine tree in your house is a fire hazard until... R- way after i mean they're so green they're so full of sap and so moist that to to really catch that again fire and have so the fire would already have to be burning like a, a wire is not going to short out and catch a live pine on fire that's just not going to happen now in terms of fire hazards i think having a a metal tree covered in lights with very low melting points on the needles because they're made to look like needles probably more of a fire hazard because most people are going to have attached to like a little extension cord or a power strip. And I think that's more of a fire hazard. Not that it's relevant to the rest of this episode. I just, sometimes I have to get the thoughts out of my head before they make me crazy. <laughs> uh, in terms of sustainability and footprint and all that stuff when it comes to Christmas, I think that the, the best thing you can do is probably get a really, I'm say it expensive. If you're going to buy an artificial tree that you're going to have for a long time, get a very expensive one. So it's durable and last get one that's made well, if you're going to get a used one from someone else, that's wonderful. You know, that's, that's a lot less of the embodied energy on it. And the thing I would love to do that I still can't sell my wife on is the repurposing and reusing of Christmas cards, just scribbling out someone's name, putting a new name in a day. I think it'd be hilarious. Uh, she won't let me do that you're the only person we've talked about it several times you're the only person she'll allow me to do that with and only if she doesn't see it when i do it
0: Um, also with the bags i want to be able to just put our name on the inside of the bag so that every single time we swap it we can cross out that name so we can keep track of how many times we got to use that bag but apparently that's not like the social convention you're supposed to always have new things but people know us they know we're not going to always go get new things. They should let us have our joy to see how many times we can swap a bag.
1: I I agree with that. I think that it'd be only be natural in the Christmas spirit to give us that happiness. For me, and I'm I'm kind of strange, I guess. I, I would rather if we're talking about like wrapping gifts okay like standard side gifts not huge boxes but like you know small packages and parcels i would rather use newspaper or like old shopping bags not and this is not to do with carbon footprint i just like the way they look i think it's cool i like the i like the the brown paper wrapping with the twine on the outside it's very old school and i think it's i think it's great looking i've always enjoyed that but it's not pretty and shiny and you know so It's a no-go in my house right now.
0: But I'm trying. Um, See, Jamie will let me get away with just about anything. I'm lucky like that. She will just, if I say, you know, hey, this year we're going to wrap them in paper bags, she will make them the coolest looking paper bags you've ever seen. There's yeah. some lines I can't cross. If I say we're not having a Christmas tree, I think there's going to be a Sparta kind of moment. But there's certain things like that there's a line on, but most of it, she just rolls with it. I think she's cool with me because I we have a whole thing of, of bags to re-gift. We just don't write the names inside of them.
1: Oh, we keep gift bags. We absolutely do. Like, I'm not saying we don't keep it. I'm just not allowed to, like, you know, date or time stamp it. Be like, a cow. I can't, I can't <laughs> do that. Because I, I agree with the gift bag things. And, and we kind of, we teeter totter and how it generally works. Because with our kids, they usually have a, the way we've always done it is a their own type of wrapping papers. So, like, when Christmas comes, you don't have to sit there and look for names. It's everyone that's in this color is for Dallas or for Xander or for Rosie. If it's shaped like a dog bone, it's clearly for Gypsy. Right. Um, because for this purpose, she's the only dog that matters. That's a joke, everybody. I have three dogs. They all matter. It's just, haha. Uh-huh but the bags usually end up getting saved and used for like family functions when there's like big white elephant things that kind of stuff uh, but I mean honestly bags aren't really an improvement to paper I've been trying to figure out what's worse you know? if you're if you're talking about using a gift bag then you have to include the, the, the tissue paper which is just thinner wrapping paper and then generally there's a ribbon or a bow and then a name tag and a card so like like I think they're equally bad I really don't think that um one is superior to the other now the, the bags do have the ability to be reused which is definitely a, a step in the right Direction, but if you're going to go out and you're going to spend, you know, money on and on, on gift wrap and stuff, like I'm not really sure what the worst one is. Michael. Well,
0: I think we're going to get to that, but yes, I think are. the reusability of a bag changes that. As I mean, if you're throwing them out right off the bat, the bags are worse. There's a lot more that go into producing them than a single sheet or wrapping paper. But if you're reusing them over and over and over again, or like we have family members that we've received bags back. And we get to use them again. Or at, you've seen me at holidays where I just say, Any, anybody who doesn't want the bags, stack them here, we'll take them. So that way they don't get thrown out. We use them in one way, shape, or form. So as long as the bags are being used and reused, they are the better form.
1: Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like if, it's one thing if you're going to talk about being used over and over, going to lower the embodied energy and overall effect it has in the environment. I'm talking about just purchasing them. It's, I mean, on one hand, you have a roll of plastic coated paper that's wrapped in plastic around a cardboard a tube and the cardboard tubes are outlandish when it comes to water use and production. But then on the flip side, you know the gift bags, which depending on how much you spend, very, very much you know changes the uh the structure of the bag itself maybe you bought an expensive bag so it means there's little like um metal like rivets around the handle holes to make sure they, they maintain their structural integrity um there's probably extra glue reinforced in the seams it's probably an extra thick coating of plastic over the whole thing so it's nice and sturdy and, and blah 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 And maybe it's got one of those cardboard inserts it gives the bottom structure like oh where else can we kill the environment with this bag I know let's stamp the outside let's give it a fancy tag with a plastic label and then a plastic ring to attach the fancy tag but if you try to rip the plastic ring you rip the bag in half like it's just outlandishly dumb
0: well and that's why it's important to save them and reuse them i know we've got some family members that will always pick on me when i'm like nope nope bring me all the bags i'll reuse mm-hmm. them and i've gotten past the point of you know feeling shy about it now because well, the, you know, this is one of the things we do at this point. If people don't know we're going to reuse the bags, that's on them. On top of the fact that it saves money, it saves time. You know how many times Jamie has been like, oh my goodness, I need a bag for a gift. And she's running around the house and then realizes we have a whole box of them and can sit there and go through them. You know, she doesn't have to run to the store, doesn't have to do any of these things. We already have them. Some are mm-hmm. rougher than others. So depending on what we're using them for, she will sit there and kind of look at the gradient of conditions. To see yeah. which one is the right one.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's funny when you get a bag that says Merry Birthday or Happy Christmas. I mean, we <laughs> love those. That, that little cross and the word above it just kind of gives a character.
0: Well, and so, yes, when it comes to that stuff, there are different ways. You've touched on some points that I've had written down. The you know, Sometimes when you're grocery shopping and, and you're not taking your bags, because I know depending on where you live and what's going on, COVID threw a lot of people off on taking their own bags. Then in October or November, you switch to paper bags, which, again, embodied energy. It's not the preferred method unless you get to reuse them, but you're going to reuse them. And you mm-hmm. save them up this whole period to be able to, in a sense, wrap your gifts. Kind of like a lot of the boxes I get or packing material I get from things get saved during oh, this sure. window of time. To be able to reuse
1: this window of time michael we're in the same family okay i don't know how how you have fared in the this what I call our post eBay life because we don't really use eBay as much as we used to it used to be a major part of both of our incomes but um I still say boxes and bubble wrap in fact if you've ever been a person who's purchased something from me on the internet and got it shipped chances are that box has been used three or four times because I I am I am not above reusing boxes I am not going to go and buy boxes to ship things no I'm not going to buy a, I'm not going to buy a new box to ship a used item right well
0: <laughs> and it is what we should be doing anyways everybody who receives boxes you stack them with the smaller ones we keep and put with the Christmas stuff because there are certain things that are easier to wrap inside of a box and we're not going to go buy a box we have these yeah. these stacks of boxes that we use and then we you know however we decide to wrap that or decorate that sometimes it's just drawing on the box but that uh-huh. becomes a thing
1: my absolute favorite thing is finding the perfect box for brand new pajamas like energizer batteries aka hey, that sound like a segue into us to an ad it's not i just think it's <laughs> uh i think it's, it's funny I, I love watching people's face and they open like they take so sometimes you you put it in a box and you wrap it anyways You're like oh it's oh great i always needed a 500 AA batteries and they open it and there's a code or something in there and i used to get i love watching their faces i love misdirection
0: yeah jamie likes doing you know putting their the kid's new toy or new item they've been waiting for in a crock pot box or something
1: yes i i would be like horribly disappointed if you're like hey i got you a movie and it's in a i would been i would have wanted the crock pot (laughs) for all intents and purposes i like i like kitchen equipment as long as it's not an air fryer i don't want an air fryer
0: but the rest of it i like well and that's So that we save all that stuff. Now, I know in recent episodes, and I've even got a comment that I still have to respond to. I've talked about I burn a lot of the paper products. And I do. I do certain things. But a lot of this stuff either gets saved or, for example, coming up, we have new garden beds. Because mine are finally just going back to the earth. And they're going to be corrugated steel. And I'll be able to shred uh, cardboard into the bottom. But yeah. most of that stuff is safe for reuse. I was gonna say, like, I know that I have a friend of mine who who shreds all
1: the paper they get, and they just mix it in with the dirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's actually um, quite good. Well, I mean, it's 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 better than burning. And it, once you shred the paper, it's so you know it's it's shredded, so it's so fine that when it gets wet, it breaks down really quick.
0: Mm-hmm. So the things that I don't do that with that I end up, that we end up burning are things with like food waste on them. Things that if you put in the recycle bin isn't getting recycled yeah i still think that's ridiculous yeah so like a pizza box for is a good example or boxes from a a meal that came that has any kind of food remnants on it or food waste that stuff is not going in it's not likely to be shredded it's not going into the uh, recycle bin but it is likely to be part of the stuff i burn and then take that ash and spread over areas but anyways, the Christmas trees, let's go back to the Christmas tree real quick. Okay, let's light it up. The uh, I think the there's a handful of best ways to do it. One, you can decorate anything. Now, if it was up to me, I've got several plants in my house that are large enough to decorate, but it's not necessarily a Christmas tree. You Listen, if,
1: j- just because your, your, your teenage son sits in one place for long periods of time does not mean you can decorate him, Michael.
0: I know, he's got to go to work here and there, and that would just be annoying, but... You can decorate just about anything. I've seen some pretty cool ideas where people use books to create their Christmas tree or just stacks of different items that are very creative. I've seen several households that just use like a hanging painting that they made. And then underneath it is all the gifts. So there's a lot of different ways. But if you have to have like a standard Christmas tree, there are tons of used artificial trees. It, it, it is not hard to go out and find that permanent tree. Because mm-hmm. that's really what it is. It's permanent. I mean, you can oh. repair it and do all these things. You can have it for just about forever.
1: If I mean, it, I, agree, I agree and disagree with that. You say you, you mean someone can, generally speaking, uh, it takes basic and sometimes advanced electrical knowledge to repair some of these trees a friend of mine has a, a pre-lit tree the other day and um or the other day she's had it for three years well she was posting on facebook the other day about how you know she plugged it in and, and nothing came on and she went through and, and it has all interchangeable bulbs she said she spent six hours going through every single bulb on it and nothing's working and i was like you check the fuse in the cord she's like what do you mean i was a lot of these trees have got the end of the, the cord like has a little panel that'll slide off and there's fuses in it and if the fuse breaks, tree doesn't work. Normally mm-hmm. they come with extra fuses. So you just find the box, put the fuse in. And um, I don't know if she's going to do it, but it's, if, if you don't know that, if no one tells you or shows you, you would never, you would just throw it out and get a new one. Well, um, but no, I don't
0: think you have to like mine don't light up. Mine's pre-lit. And about two years ago, the pre-lit stopped pre-lighting. Uh huh. We've had other Christmas lights in the box
1: mm-hmm.
0: that they, you know, maybe jamie strung around the room or outside or whatever we just started putting those on the tree and yeah, that's that, that, that's one of those simple stupid like anyone can hang
1: something that, that but most people don't want that aesthetic. They want their Christmas the way they want it and they don't want a broken tree. They don't they, they view it as polishing and turd, unfortunately. And I, I actually like where you're going in the beginning with this because I like the, the, the notion of the Christmas tree is more of an idea than than a practical tree. I love the idea of like the stacks of books or whatever, or you can literally do anything you can use anything to for that representation. And I I like that personally because while I am one of those uh, all inherent honesty I love having a real tree I love the smell I do I and I would rather I'd rather buy a potted pine that stays alive and just decorate it well I and love that's,
0: it. you got to be in the UK in the UK or in Northern Europe you can rent your Christmas tree it's they beautiful will, they will dig it up in a root ball bring it to your house in a large pot you use it for the season. And then they come back, get it, and replant it. I'd be willing
1: to bet money that
0: in the um, in this
1: country, in the upper echelons of people that have ridiculous incomes and homes big enough, it's probably possible here, too. I'm sure there's people that do it. Uh, it's just not for someone in my my financial
0: status. Well, I think you have to find out if the people care about killing the tree. Uh, we have a lot of people in the United States who do have that kind of income who are like, I don't care. Cut it down. Yeah, you're, you're not it, wrong. It, it would have to be. A different mindset, a different culture set, you know, because that's not how we do things. We matter of fact, when, when we drive by the place where you buy those Christmas trees, they're already cut out of the ground if they're sold or not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A good Whoa. chunk of them are just a pile of trees out by the road that were cut down. If they're going to be used or if they're not going to be
1: used. well yeah i mean that's how they cycle through them um, they cycle through fields when they do these christmas tree farms you know they, they plant one and then they go to the next one blah blah, blah. so when they when it comes time for what i call a culling where they're going to cut them all down they take them all down they don't leave one they don't leave one standing and i do agree that in other countries the, the mindset's different and i think that that's a reflection of maturity and the age of the country itself uh just because there's a lot of things here that are i kind of view that the national mentality in our country is like the mentality of a teenager and that even though there's perfect examples around the world of why things shouldn't be done for certain reasons we feel the need to find out our own way and Mm -hmm. learn hard-headed and ridiculous so i i just think it's a good idea i i do see the this the logistical issues with it like you could never you could never get one in my house unless when they pod it they band all the sides together like in some kind of net that would allow it to fit through the door because it ain't gonna happen here
0: (laughs) but i do love the idea and then there's the radical idea of not having a tree like you can have substitutes like we talked about like a nice big rubber plant works just fine but some Some have just stopped utilizing the tree altogether and just have a space, have a place, have a decorated area that is for for the gifts. So it really is dependent upon, like, listen, I'm not getting away with that with Jamie's family. They're very Christmas oriented. They really enjoy the holiday. They love to decorate. There's no way I get away with that. And don't try it if you have the same kind of family. But it is an option. Well, I think that I agree it's an option, but I
1: think that those particular—I got—I got to tiptoe around this very carefully. Those particular instances are—I would be willing to wager—are people that aren't. Um, really heavily invested in uh, the religious meaning of Christmas, or for whatever the religion may be. Because for every person that is hardcore religious about it, there's always people that are like, well, you know, it's a pagan, blah blah blah. It doesn't really matter. Honestly, none of it matters. Like it really doesn't matter why you celebrate, whatever you celebrate. Ultimately, the holidays are for getting together with your loved ones and the spirit of giving and joy. That's that's all it is. And you could you could have a pagan background, you could have a Christian background, you could just love to eat food and get fat and fall asleep. That's great. Me too. Too. Um, if you have a reason to get together and celebrate and spread joy and cheer and then then do that. You know, put love and peace in the world. I push that all day long. For me, I have never been a fan of Christmas until the last few years. And I don't know why it changed necessarily. During COVID, I discovered a love for Christmas. I think it's because the year was so dark and dreary and gloom and doom and every every couple weeks there was another reason why we had to stay locked down and why we were all gonna die and all this stupid political jargon. That when Christmas rolled around, I was stoked, Michael. I was. I was super excited for the idea of giving and buying people things and seeing people. And it was, then I got COVID. So that was great. But (laughs) it was, uh, it was, it was, it changed for me. And I, I, I I look toward, I look forward to the season now, the entire holiday season from the middle of October to the end of the year. Like I'm generally in a better mood when things aren't falling apart around me. And um, I understand why people look forward. So I don't want to rain too hard uh, and, and like come down on, on them too fire and brimstony about how terrible it is to have a tree. I will never be someone that doesn't have a tree as long as I have children. Now, when my kids are up and gone, am I not going to have a tree? Possibly. I mean, that's a very likely chance it might happen. But well, as of right now,
0: this is all part of that realistic sustainability portion. There's things that people are willing to do and things that they're not, and all we want to do is offer a bunch of different solutions. And if nothing changes, nothing changes because at least you've thought about it you've gone through the thought process and said no i really enjoy this well don't take that joy out of your life and i know there's a lot of shows that say no you must do that but at the at home scale you don't you really don't as long as you're thinking about it and honestly thinking about it not just thinking about it to discard it every single time and living a lavish life but as long as we're thinking about things before we do them we're going to live a more sustainable life as it is. You're going to continue to reduce your carbon footprint and occasionally you're going to increase that positive footprint. Others are going to see you doing it or creating a change and maybe choose to do the same. So if Christmas tree is not one of them, and luckily, like I said, Jamie lets me get away with just about anything and the, the old non-functioning Christmas tree is perfectly fine, then do what you need to do. And if it, you know, if you oh, I have kids, well, do what you need to do. There's other things we can get a little bit better on. And that was uh, like the next thing I was talking about is decor swaps and parties and things like that. You want to get a chance to get, get together with your friends, have everybody bring the decor they're about to throw away this year for new stuff and hold a swap party. That was a really cool idea from Wendy and Nicole. That is now a yearly event at Dabble, where Plastic. everybody in town brings the things they no longer want, and everybody else shows up and takes them. They don't I go think, to landfill. I think it's a great idea, and I think that I like how you've integrated that in other
1: holidays and other things. Um, I also like how you're pawning off free Thanksgiving stuff on, on people at the dinner. That was beautiful. Um, <laughs> but you gave me, you, you didn't give me an idea. I had an idea while you were talking. I seen it over your shoulder, and it spoke to me. Michael, I need you to do me a favor. I've asked you to print me things in the past, but I, this is going to take a lot of a lot of filament. You're gonna, I'm gonna need you to print me a Christmas Groot. A Christmas Groot. I want a Groot that's six <laughs> foot tall that I could decorate as my Christmas tree. Oh my, that's yes. that, that
0: will take a lot of filament.
1: It will, but I'll tell you what you want. It, it's the idea, right? Well, that's my Christmas tree. My <laughs> Groot. It'll be awesome.
0: Well, so a lot of times people go through their Christmas, you know, the box in the basement with all the Christmas stuff and oh, this one got broke, throw it away, whatever. But if you hold a get together with your friends and family, a party, if you will, of Christmas swap, a lot of people are very crafty. they you know, they'll take these broken pieces or broken things and really create wonderful stuff that over time can be shifted throughout the family on the same day. Mm Mm-hmm. The very first thing we ever did at Dabble was that, and it was ridiculously, like, it just worked. It was a very cool event. People brought a bunch of stuff. Others came and thanked us over and over and over again and took a bunch of stuff. And it, that stuff doesn't get thrown out. The stuff that would have gone to a dumpster. There was boxes that we got from an estate s- sale that someone brought that just said dumpster on them. That's wonderful. So that means that they were tagged to go to the trash and people loved it. People went, you know, we laid that stuff out and people took the vast majority. So here going into this season, I think I have one tub of stuff to put out, but people have already started contacting me like, oh, I'm already separating it. I'm bringing it to you. And that just gets given away. Now you can do it with your family. You can do it with the community. You can set one of these events up yourself at a VFW hall or something. But that way it gets reused over and over again. And the people who take that stuff don't end up going and buying new stuff.
1: I think that's a great thing. And I, I think for me, the reason I like it so much is because there are some people, and this is not meant to be a on against them. There are some people that just have more disposable income and they want something, they buy it. They get something new every year, new trees, new lights, whatever. But they just that's just how they, they, they do their thing. For a lot of us, a lot of those more expensive new items are way out of our price range, and so to to have the ability and the opportunity for people that are just going to throw it away to give it to someone who is a little—I'm not going to say less fortunate, but less able to get the new items—I I think that that is. I think it's wonderful. Like I, I think that it's perfectly in the spirit of Christmas, and I think that that is one of the coolest things that you guys have ever came up with. And uh, if you said that, that's Wendy Nicole. Thank you, Wendy Nicole.
0: Yeah, it was theirs completely because they were talking about getting rid of stuff. You know, I, you know, me, I'm going. Don't throw it away. Give it away. And the the, the conversation just migrated over to this little event. I, you know, well, we'll, we'll donate the building and we'll do a friend swap. And then it was, I think Nicole who said, "Why make it just a friend swap? Let's make it an open door event." The next thing you know, we had a whole building full of Christmas stuff and people coming and taking and drop it off back and forth. And it was probably one of the best things for people to know where Dabble was <laughs> right off the bat because they were coming in and out the door to come get these free items. But all those things were no longer destined for the trash can that forever been. They, they got used, they got a new life, and it was new to them. And we usually get together in some facet, we hang out, we laugh, we joke, we have a good time. And, you know, I think this year, maybe we'll potluck it up and turn it into a thing. But if you're a family doing it, that's a great time to have a meal, do the swap and just have a good time being together. It's a second family togetherness.
1: Well, uh, yeah, it is. But also, and this is something that maybe people could use it as a, a, an opportunity to get together that doesn't, impede your your christmas day so i don't know how you are but some people have their christmas in the morning boom like 7 a.m and then they spend the rest of the day going to other people's houses that can be very taxing and very tiring if your family can get together before christmas day so you can just spend the day relaxing with the people that are in your household that sounds like a win i hate going places on christmas or thanksgiving like i like to be in one spot Mm -hmm. let me get into my food coma and gracefully, gracefully walk into diabetes quietly and by myself. Um, you're not laughing nearly enough, Michael. I got to be funnier. This isn't going to work.
0: <laughs> well, so that's an idea for a lot of the decor. And I do think that, that that's a great tradition to start. And I'm glad that we have. the we, we, We've we touched on the packaging and the, and the wrapping and using what we have. Yes. Well, well, when, you know, well, hand when, raising. Yeah, you, you do.
1: When is your Christmas decoration swab?
0: December fourth,
1: December fourth. Okay, just had to make sure because I didn't remember. Even though you probably said it fourteen times, I wasn't listening every one of those times. So that would be Sunday. Yep. Yes,
0: yes, it is. Summing up, oh, we're we excited. Have,
1: I don't know if we have stuff to do Sunday. I've got two events Saturday. Um, I don't, which is kind of weird on, a, on in December to two events in the same day. Pretty excited though. So you might come hang out with us. So you're saying I am not committing to anything before I consult it's... the master general uh once i've consulted her i will let you know
0: so the next thing was as you brought up those bags the wrapping paper all these things we've had this discussion but we i think jamie now has a box it has a lot of the old bags in it that weren't used before a lot of shopping bags that didn't get used yet you know so it becomes wrapping paper or the or to fill boxes with it's a great idea we have a lot of packing materials still left over, so all that stuff just gets saved, and when she brings up her decorations and different things, that stuff comes up too, and it's just the reusability, because we know, we know we don't want to go buy more and more and more of this recently cheaply made printed stuff, we want to use what's already there, we have a family member who has a massive amount of wrapping paper. It has one of those big plastic Tupperware container things that has probably 25 rolls in it. Okay. And she brought it over to Rhonda's house and said, "I'm not going to be using all this. You guys can." Well, that needs to be used. And, you know, so it will get over the years will get used, but that's part of that collection. I don't think we've bought like wrapping paper or tags, because I don't do tags. You know me. I just cut pieces of wrapping paper or scrap paper and fold it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think that um, name stickers are something we all need for Christmas. I kind of like, we do the same thing you do. Actually, oh. we didn't We didn't do that. We color, like I said, we color code our kids and stuff, and then Santa leaves them a large note on the paper that is theirs, um, saying, hey, yo, little dude, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's cute. Ish, yeah,
0: it is finding your own way that works is important for us. It's been, it has been a to just continuously keep all this old stuff and reuse it over and over again if possible. Now, can you generally reuse wrapping paper? No, it barely covers and and hides the item it's under. It's made to a point to where it almost tears when you unroll it, forcing yeah, people to go two layers, which is even worse.
1: It's literally like pretty tissue paper. Like it's not, it's not strong at all.
0: So use up what you have. It is, I think that's an easy one. That's one that everybody focuses on during the holidays is looking for unique ways to display a gift. But she's, you know, like I said, she's got buckets full of bows and ribbon and she's been pretty awesome about going around and just kind of collecting it at the end of holidays when everybody else is trying to throw it in the trash so <laughs> works out well and wrapping paper is so thin that you can shred it easily and it would yeah. break down pretty quickly will it though between all the ink and the plastic in it it's got a ton of ink uh most of that is done with a toner and i wouldn't I wouldn't put it where you're going to grow on a regular basis, massive amounts of it, but it can break down if you have worm beds or someplace that is a compost, it a compost down. All right. And I know I'll get beat up for that sometimes, but it it will. And it it's you gotta kind of choose where do you want to put the waste. And this is one of those waste items that always seems to get us every year, no matter what we do. So do you throw it in the forever bin? Do you burn it in the backyard? Do you Shred it down and put it in non-vital spaces. It, you know, do you throw it in the recycle bin and hope it gets recycled? You know, where where do you put that? In today's world, that could be pretty open-ended. Yeah, I agree with that. But so there's there's all these and you touched on this: cook the right amount because we talked about food waste. That has always been a struggle for me for get-togethers and for now for the household. I'm killing it. I'm doing a much better job cooking portions for the family. But I've never been good at cooking portions for the whole family when everybody comes to town.
1: Yeah, well, there's no, there's no win or lose, you know. It, it, I don't, I guess by win or lose, I mean right or wrong. The fact of the matter is, everyone's terrified of running out of food, and I, I've never, and I still don't understand this. If you're making a meal with like seventeen sides, does it really matter if you run out of one or two or even four of them? Right. Look like at if right. you get potatoes, sweet potatoes, green and casserole, macaroni and cheese, um, and whatever else you're gonna have. Like, is it a big deal around one? Well, by conventional standards, yes, yes, it is, Michael. Even though it's not. And so we did uh, our last Thanksgiving. I think it was our last one was Sunday at Heather's brother and sister's house, Holly and uh, Joe. And they had they had a big had a lot of people. There was probably. 25, 30 between all the, the family members and kids and stuff and enough to fill two rooms. But the amount of food that was there could have fed 50 to hundred. I'm saying this professionally. Like when I walked in, I went, wow, there's going to be a lot of food left. And like, there was two turkeys for starters, you know, one 20 pound bird feeds way more people than you think it does because no matter what people say, no one likes Turkey. They might be like, Oh, I love Turkey. No, you like everything you cover Turkey with Turkey is a vessel to get you gravy. Um, just drink the gravy. <laughs> Like some people, there are the rare few who do like turkey, but or or like like ham ham's fine, but when it comes to these holidays, you know you're you're cooking up thirty forty pounds of meat. Each person's only gonna eat like four to six ounces. It's not like you're gonna there's just too many other options. so sorry, I just got get I go on rants for food right, right.
0: No, I understand, and that's that's part of the whole idea just being. A little more mindful of the portions and cooking it to the size of the group that you have, which uh, I can sadly say I'm still learning for the large groups, but I'm doing much better for the home group. Uh, Looking for gifts that are plastic free. There's a lot of really, really cool gifts that local uh, artists make that individuals in town design and create. And and maybe I'm saying that because Dabble has a bunch of pop-ups and we're seeing some really cool stuff here. But there's a lot of gifts that don't come from a big box store covered in multiple layers of plastic. And that that has been a slow change for me, too. But these unique gifts are really cool. We have, you know, a vendor out here who made the sign from The Hobbit, you know, the no admittance unless it's for party thing. It was just cool looking or potions or different cool unique gift ideas because i think there's only two ways to give a gift cool unique gift ideas that fit the personality of the person you're giving it to or something they're actually going to use on a regular basis for a long period of time those are the only two real gift ideas or money
1: or Or, food or scratch us
0: all right then i guess no i'm still going with my two
1: you can go with year two but those those are like why don't you repeat those so i can break it down
0: okay side a is something that is unique something that you you don't find everywhere that fits the person and their personality so that when it's given to them it almost makes it, it makes sense that that is theirs that if you left it in a pile without name tags they know that is their gift how cool is that number two Is something that they're going to use no matter what they know they're going to use it, they needed it, and they're going to use it for a long period of time. So you've got them a gift that replaces a hole in their life that they're going to utilize for a long period of time. Those are really it. Those are maybe the two best ways to properly give gifts
1: to people that you actually know and love. That's However, what I mean. Most people are not buying gifts for people they know. Most people are buying gifts as a band-aid to replace the fact they haven't talked to them for an entire year. Yeah. Did I come out swinging on this? I absolutely did. <laughs> but it's true. I personally, of the two things you you said, I adore the first one. In terms of being a consumer to buy things for people, I love finding it. I'm, oh, my God, that screams this person. I, I love doing that. The problem is, is most of the people in my life just buy whatever they want for themselves anyway. So I always have to find a way to stealthily check to make sure they don't have it.
0: Well, that's where this unique piece comes in. Even for a, a, gr- a great example is one of the vendors. And I know because it's happened yesterday. I've got all these vendors in my head. Make these really cool cookies. They're delicious, and they can be decorated in all these different ways. So one of our other uh, employees here was talking about doing a fantasy event. So she's like, "Oh, well, I'll just make Lord of the Ring style cookies, and I'll make you know medieval style cookies, and these decorative things." And how cool is that? That is very out of the ordinary. They're delicious, and they're it's a gift that you can give that came from a local baker. That is. L- literally designed around their personality i think that the notion of including local
1: craftsmen artisans and creators and however word you want to tack on to religious means artists is amazing i also think that that calls back to so many aspects of different episodes we've had walkable city shopping downtown like revitalizing small communities i i support every aspect of that i just don't think it's practical in, in to, Not practical, but I don't think it's something most people think about. They most people shop at Walmart and Meyer and they get the same pre packaged garbage plastic stuff. And not to say it's not enjoyable, not to say that if I got a new game for my Switch, I'm not going to turn it on and play it. It's just there's no soul. It is soulless. Is it fun? Sure, but it's soulless. And that's why it said like money, scratch offs. And I was more so trying to be practical about it because like what you're talking about is ideal it's just not practical it's not what people do some people your wife would be one to go out and find something really truly uniquely special like that's the kind of shopping Jamie does that's Jamie but Jamie doesn't set the tone for the rest of the people i know you know what i mean
0: and, well, Heather- and in t- today's world with the internet we can find these amazing craftsmen we can find these artists and these oh, yeah. you know a- you have that one friend that is amazing who makes jewelry and all kinds of <laughs> art i I tend
1: i tend to cultivate people like that i'm not gonna lie i have a lot of friends that do that stuff our friend cassie she's an you should see the things she wood burns cassie's an all-around amazing artist her wood burning is outstanding my my cribbage board i have it packed away right now but my cribbage board it says you know she gave it to us when we got married it says nazarian's established you know 2017 and she 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 completely built it completely she bored out all the holes she bore out the holes in the back, she would magnetize it to hold the top bottom together. She would burn everything like she's it looks like something custom made in the shop, but she did it in her free time. Like she's she's wonderfully creative. Scott, he does jewelry, he also paints and draws. And is, he's just I, I do love, I know a lot of people like that, and I think that I'm very blessed. That's Heather's, he made Heather's engagement ring.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean is that we have all these people around us, first of all. That live off of, or want to live off of their skill, but the bulk of us run to the big box store, load up things, or, you know, even online shopping or however, when there's all this creativity completely around us, these, and maybe it's just hitting me because of the pop-ups and I'm seeing these vendors come in who, who do amazing work or create amazing gifts, but. That is where I think the gift giving should be. That's a regional item. These are not wrapped in massive layers of plastic and molds and gone through production lines. This is a person who sat down and made this. Yeah. And there's one of them.
1: I, I agree. I, I, I think that there's a lot of contributing factors to the other side of it. I think that the big box stores are cheap and they're easy. And you are so big that you can just go shopping for pretty much like a six-hour period because you're shopping the entire day, but get everyone knocked out, and you're going to spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars for crap that, like, I made the comment to Heather one year. It was our third or fourth Christmas. And it was the first Christmas we had had where we weren't completely broke. And so I had spent a lot more than I should have, but like we're, you know, 11 o'clock Christmas day and I'm looking at the floor and I'm looking at what well, was probably close to two or $3,000 in gifts just thrown about. And, and I'm just looking at it. Like I'm going to throw most of these away within a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're, they're just, Oh my gosh. And it's just, it, it's, it's terrible. I had a, and, and, on the same token, the one thing I do I do want to really push out there is that like some people get discouraged when they go out of their way to get something they're really excited about, when they get something that's truly special, at least they feel like it is, and the person that receives it doesn't have the same mindset on it, mm-hmm. and that that sucks. I mean, it's it, it's not happiness to to be super excited about, and I mean, really overly excited about a gift you're giving someone, have them go thanks and never use it.
0: Right. Well, I I think that's its own conversation. It could it could be a lot of different things, and a, I think a lot of us project what we think people would like into things that we like, but that could be a totally different conversation. I want to oh. get us I want to get us wrapped up here shortly, and. <laughs> yes nick is sticking his tongue out at me there are some other things now solar lighting is much better than it used to be with leds so you can do a lot of cool things outside if you're if you're decorating but you can do it with solar lighting you don't actually have to have the huge light bulbs that when you plug them in you can hear the hum anymore and watch the electric bill go up like (laughs) <laughs> well, like that one huh well no, i like, thought I, I, I was the funny guy today I,
1: you're not the inside of my brain is I'm, I'm, oh, okay. i mean every time you and i talk i cross reference it from things from the past and you say the hum and all i'm thinking about is the amount of electromagnetic force these things are putting off and that if they're old enough they could if it's stronger they could literally change the way you move and act and think. So, <laughs> I'm thinking of like you say home and I'm thinking of like these ancient ancient lights like wow wow wow. Like what's funny, every time Jim puts his lights up, he starts acting like a completely different person. Like it's it it just yeah, sorry. Uh side note, Mike and I used to hunt ghosts. So, uh there's <laughs> a,
0: a lot more to this giggling fest that you know about. Okay. So, there's a lot of nice stuff out there that you can find at solar and it, it is one of those things that you own and you will always own and last my biggest thing skip the card you know me i hate cards i really really dislike cards uh, to the point where to the point where jamie i'm so much happier when someone writes me a letter on a scrap piece of paper i really really dislike cards and skip, skip the card please
1: Okay, so you can if you're gonna put a beautifully handwritten note in that card, you could send me his card. Um, I don't hate cards. I understand Mike's you know dis- disdain for them, but I for a long time, my favorite part of Christmas was the card because my 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 mom and I'll often have my grandparents would always write me these big, long, beautiful messages in this flawless handwriting that I'll never have um in the cards so i always open the card first and i'd read it and i keep cards for years i have cards I've, i got when i was eight nine years old because of the the, the inscriptions in them and and so for a long time they're the kind of grandfathered into me that how much I, I enjoy them now with that being said i don't go to like you know the store or holiday because finally it's card season and start collecting cards i don't do that i just please don't. i just i i love the idea of <sighs> there's something you and i can talk all day long and i've always considered myself to be a fairly decent speaker in terms of articulating my thought if i have time to think about it but there's still things that i would just articulate better on paper that i I just the thoughts are easier to put down in in words than they are to speak with words if that makes any kind of sense if it doesn't if you don't understand you're a better speaker than me good for you i i enjoy letters and I enjoy handwriting communication and I think that it is something that is sorely missed in today's day and age. And and for people that tell me that it still exists, I would be willing I would be willing to wager how many lengthy, heartfelt, beautiful emails do you receive in a year versus how many crappy text messages do you receive in a year?
0: Well we and still get that mail. Is, sean is sending us letters all the time sean
1: sean is a, a patriot saint of old time and i love him yes he writes letters and i have never written him back and i i i have i'm a terrible person because i've never taken the time to do it but I, every time i see one come in the mail it makes me smile
0: so it's still there and i don't i just don't think it needs to be and again if you do a study on the amount of embodied energy in a green card and that you can go with the cheap ones, but those big, elaborate, ridiculous ones, uh, most people enjoy them for less than 30 seconds. Okay, um,
1: I agree with that. I am I'm not most people. I do have one card. I will tell you right now, in terms of Embodied Energy, it's probably the worst card I've ever seen. I still have it. It is my favorite card I have. I have a pop-up card, a, a Godzilla pop-up card that's about this big. And when you open it, he stands up, and the city is burning, and it roars. Like the, the city, everything. It's so it big, wasn't it's, like a
0: birthday card or Christmas no, card. It's
1: it's a birthday pop. Yeah, it is a birthday card that Cassie got me, and you open it, and it's it's like twelve by twelve. It's huge, it's like a book, and the whole city stands up. Godzilla stands up, and it roars, and it's it probably it, it's probably gonna be on this planet way longer than I am, but <laughs> it's really cool.
0: Oh, no card. Well, I. You know me. I, I dislike them for the fact that they can be this massively elaborate thing that people look at just to see the name of the person who got them whatever the item is. The vast majority of people do not have your love and feelings for what is inside that card. They open it, they see the name, they thank that person, and then they hit the gift like a wood chipper. And that's really all that happens. We can do that by just writing the name on the box
1: yeah i mean like i said i like i was fortunate to have people that always put beautiful inscriptions in there so i i learned to read the card first but for the rest of the society that, that doesn't do that that just buys a card for i guess the formality of buying a card is kind of a waste
0: but i do think that the majority is um hey um, uh, i need a card i need an identification for this gift for that stranger mm-hmm. and it, i don't think it I think it's just become a standard convention that needs to go away. It doesn't need to exist. There's other ways to identify the gift. Put it in a bag, that same bag with a, you know, with your name on it, and let them reuse that bag. If they don't, take that damn thing back. That's <laughs> you know, it, the culture that has to change, and cards is one of those because the amount of embodied energy that comes through a card is insane, and it is something that needs to change. So I'm always on, I'm always going to fight the cards. But anyways, and the last warning is just kind of avoid the greenwash products. You know what they are when you see them 99% of the time. Let's not reward poor behavior. But other than that, that's all we had for this week. I think we went, it's been so long since you and I have gotten a chance to do this. We went a little long today.
1: You, you're never going to sell me on that. You're never going to sell me on something by saying, hey, we went a little long today. Michael, the podcasts I listen to are four to five hours long.
0: Oh, I this don't is think we nothing. have that in us.
1: I have it in me all the time. <laughs> I can speak until my mouth falls off. Like, it, it doesn't bother me. I'm good at talking. Can't say I'm going to say anything worth listening to, but I can talk.
0: <laughs> all right, then. Well, this will never be a four-hour show. I'll tell you that just from my side, this will challenge, never be a four-hour show. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Thank you all very much for listening. We really do appreciate it and so a couple of things as i close this a little differently soon you're going to start seeing a different set of commercials that do hit realistic sustainability apparently we're getting to be cool and they're going to start doing that that helps us out tremendously and it allows us to get a little something additional from this podcast beyond the people who are donating so if you hear, I tried to make sure that we excluded people we do not want to advertise for. So if you hear any advertising out there that doesn't fit the narrative of, for realistic sustainability, please let me know. Send me a message because then I can go in, contact the hosting site, and tell them, no, we don't want that. I've already blocked oil companies and cigarette companies and stuff like that so that we don't get them added. So if you hear any of those, Please let me know. That will make it easier for us to make sure that we're not allowing advertising that does not fit realistic sustainability and what we do here. Now, with that being said, there's also still messages out there that I have not responded to. I do apologize. This is kind of becoming a busier season than expected, mainly because of dabble. And I will get to those as quickly as I can. But I do appreciate the feedback people send back. And even when it's, hey, Mike, I think you're wrong. Those are still good conversations, especially when they're sending things like uh, references. It gives me something to read. It gives me something to brush up on. So I do appreciate those, and I will get back with you. And for everybody else, thank you for listening. We really appreciate all the support that we get from listeners, no matter how it is. And I just want to remind you, if you get an opportunity, Click a like, click a follow, or just leave us a five-star review. These are the things that are going to help us the most and get us to the most people. And it really does, it it does mean a lot to Nick and I also, because it is it is something that shows that people care about what we're doing. And it reinforces that we should still be doing it. So everybody out there, thank you very much. And I'm not going to close this like normal. You know all this stuff. I'll go back to it next week. I'll just say thank you. And I'm Mike. And I guess, you know, today, I'm Nick. He is Nick. And I, I am he, our resident yummest, no he matter how the... <laughs> no matter uh, how much he doesn't like it.
1: Yep. Uh, apparently, I am yummest, which, ironically enough, Ryan's the dumbest, but I'm not the dumbest. I am the yummest. So, with that being said, uh, everyone, thanks for listening, and I appreciate all the uh, feedback we do get. And I'm looking forward to rattling about food on later on.
0: All right, guys, we'll see you next week. what's going on everybody my name is rob and i'm the host of the curated culture a weekly podcast dedicated to dissecting the latest and greatest news from around the world of tech and pop culture now we all know the internet can be a busy noisy place so let us calm that noise for you join us as we discuss the latest and greatest topics from the people and sources that matter most check us out every thursday as we jump into fresh original content new interviews and a host of other subjects that we know you'll find interesting. So jump in whatever your favorite podcast app is and search The Curated Culture. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, we'll catch y'all on the air.